What is going on, ladies, gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask podcast? Welcome back to another episode of this right here podcast, the Didn't Ask podcast. How is everybody doing? Did everybody have a good weekend? How is your mother doing? Tell her I said hi. Okay, okay, we went, we went off path with that one. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've got these new headphones, and man, they're making me feel weird. So I got these new Sony headphones. My old Sony headphones broke a couple of weeks ago and I was just like looking to get new headphones and then the ones I wanted were all sold out and then I decided to pick new ones and they are noise cancelling and I'm very paranoid by that shit. So I now, I nine out of ten times I mostly have one ear cuff like on my ear and the other one behind my ear so I can still hear things around me and my right ear is basically like numb right now while recording this podcast so that's really fun and it makes me do funky things so yeah i hope you had a good weekend welcome to episode 73 of this right here podcast the dindas podcast i had a very fun weekend again it was a sports filled weekend for me i talked about this at the beginning of july because at the beginning of july there was this weird intersection where everything fell together with with each other so i had uh, ufc 276 that was going on we had the grand prix of of england or the british grand prix and then we had wwe's money in the bank pay-per-view or premium live event i'm sorry i have to you know the new verbiage of that word premium live event verbiage yes um so yeah at the beginning of the month we had that and that was a blast it was very busy because i had to combine all these things and then make sure that okay i need to do grocery shopping so let me do that at fucking 10 in the morning so i would be back at 11 so i could watch w so we could watch ufc and then immediately be done with that so i can watch the pre-show for the formula one and then when I finished that, immediately go into WWE. And it, it was such a fucking job. And this weekend, I had to do the same fucking thing again. UFC 277 with the Grand Prix of Hungary. And then WWE SummerSlam event. It was so much content. Luckily for me, SummerSlam wasn't that long this year. Great fucking show, however. Absolutely fantastic. Spoiler alert. We had the return of Bailey, which is fucking awesome. Like I love Bailey, absolutely love Bailey. Have done since she debuted in NXT, so she came to SummerSlam to challenge, basically challenge Bianca Belair, but she didn't come alone. She brought two friends, and one of them was Dakota Kai. Who, oh my God, she's with the company again? Because Dakota Kai was a weird story here. She basically got out of her contract her contract ran out so people were just like okay she's gone from the company and maybe even she she might even have gotten fired she might have yeah maybe she might have been fired she might have been one of the people that got fired but don't correct me on that please correct me on that one don't take my word for it but i think she might have even been fired and now she's back with bailey and Io Shirai, who now has a new name, which I'm still a bit iffy on. I don't think the name is horrible, but I just think that the inflection of the name is a little bit weird because I really like when the person's name has similar tones if they rename them. So a big example of this was LA Knight, 
who of course wrestled before as Eli Drake and then came into WWE to become LA Knight. And if you listen to that name, it's very similar. You have Eli Drake, LA Knight. And then when he got called up to the main roster, they changed it to Max Dupree. So there is this same connotation to the name. There is the same, basically, way of pronouncing it. But Io Shirai got a new name. So she's no longer Io Shirai, but now she's Io Sky, which is a bit weird for me because it's just not in your vocabulary, so to speak, because it doesn't have the same connotation. It doesn't have, it doesn't have the same rhythm to the name because it was Io Shirai and now it's Io Sky which it doesn't flow correctly, in my opinion. But I will get used to it. I'm very happy that she's here. Very happy that she is in this new faction. I always like some factions in WWE, you know what I mean? Especially when it's considered the women. Because we now have that faction, presumably called Control, that might be going head-to-head with Toxic Attraction. That would be fun if Mandy Rose came back to the main roster and brought those girls with her. That would be fun. We can do that at Survivor Series because that's coming up very soon. So WWE, if you're listening, please control versus Toxic Attraction. I think we, um, I think we got a got a thing here. So yeah, and we had, of course, like I said, the Grand Prix of Hungary, and man, that Grand Prix was such a fucking blast. It was a very interesting race because the day before the race, you of course have the the final free practice, then qualifying, and the, the, it was raining and then it wasn't and then it was drying and then it was raining again and that same basically that rain cloud that hung above the fucking ring and the hungaro ring i should say that and that was just completely taken into everybody's head like okay uh, are we going to do a long stint and then hope that the rain comes in or are we going to do, do short stints to just make sure that we are going to get ahead and of course, Max Verstappen started as 10th because he had an engine failure at the, the qualifying, which really sucked for him. But luckily for him, he is a fantastic driver and he showed this weekend why he is the world's champion. And he cut through the fucking, he cut through the crowd, man. It was absolutely crazy to see him go so fast and have the right people in his corner saying what he needed to hear he had the right strategy in place my man did a fucking 360 spin in the middle of his fucking race and still came in at number one like that is fucking crazy to me that you can just go 360 and then immediately continue going man i had a fun weekend SummerSlam was amazing grand prix of hungary was amazing and ufc 277 fantastic juliana pena and amanda nunes in the main event it was absolutely fantastic. Like, it's fucking crazy. Going into this fight, I was just like, okay, it's going to be Juliana Pena. Amanda Nunes looked defeated at the last contest that they had. I mean, she was defeated at that. She she quit. She physically quit. And Juliana Pena was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to quit. Not going to do it. And there were so many moments where a normal human being would have just said, hey, this is enough for me. I've taken enough punishment and tapped to whatever the ability was. But Juliana Pena, she's a fighter. Like, she is fucking crazy. She kept going forward and looking for opportunities to go for submissions and, you know, attacking. And 
her face was blood red. There were multiple big gashes on her forehead that streamed blood all over her face. It was absolutely fucking cool to see, but also horrific, of course. But she kept moving forward and uh, they had to go to the judges' scorecards for decision. To be very honest, not very sure that, you know, she, like in the eyes of the judges, she didn't win any round and most judges even gave Amanda Nunes multiple 10-8 rounds, which I I don't know per se because I feel like Juliana Pena did very good in those rounds. I see that Amanda Nunes won, but maybe would have given one round to Juliana Pena out of that or maybe not even like the 10-8 rounds. Some of them were a bit mad because I believe one judge scored it like 43 uh, 50 to 43 or something like that or something like it, it was a pretty big 10-8 round i think he gave him two 10-8 rounds but anyways i'm talking to you about sports this is not a sports podcast i've talked to you about sports for nine minutes oh my god i'm so sorry this is the podcast where i jive and dive into the world of reddit to see what the people asked reddit and didn't ask me so let's jump into the first question of today coming from user j periak one and he asked what addiction is seen as completely normal by society i would say like a screen addiction it is really hard to really say anything about that because we always say this about kids where they go like oh don't let your kid be on our tablet for too long and you know stuff like that and then whatever let your kid play outside but for us adults we basically stopped giving a shit about that at a certain point and I understand that we have hit a point as a society where we cannot function without screens. So it is really hard because, hey, I'm doing my job. I do I do work in PR and I have to be behind my PC the whole day because I have to send emails and I have to check in on things and make sure that things are in order and stuff like that. So I cannot do anything without that. But there is this weird screen addiction that, yeah, we go to the office in a very traditional sense, go to the office, spend fucking six hours at our desk typing and looking things up and making sure things are in order, sending emails and stuff like that. And I'm saying six hours because you normally work like eight hour days and then you have a break somewhere and then you walk around and go to the bathroom, whatever. So you basically behind your de- behind your desk for like six to seven hours a day. And then you sit there in front of a computer screen and then you go home and the first thing you do is turn on the TV because you want to relax, right? So there, we we are so addicted to these devices that it is really hard to get off of them, really. Very few of us would probably go like, oh, I'm going home, cook some dinner and read a book. Like very few of us would do that. And maybe even if you have a book that you like to read, you might even read it on an e-reader or like a iPad or whatever or a tablet of some other sort. So I think that we have a very big screen addiction, but it's also a thing that society has basically put onto us because, again, everything that we're doing is digital nowadays. From listening to music, to reading books, to doing our jobs, to watching TV, everything is digital. Like There is very little that you can do nowadays that is not digital, and you don't have to look for a screen to... like. I guess listening to the radio or something like that might be one of the few things that you could do. And then again, reading a book. But basically that's it. Because again, like I just said, maybe if you're having, if you do read books, you might even have a e-reader to read them. Or if you 
have a if you go cooking or whatever and then you have a digital cooking book on your tablet or on your ipad or whatever like we are so stuck to these screens and it is really bad of us and we have to do better but in the other hand it's just like we cannot really do better because this is how society has evolved over the years and there is very little for us to say about that so Going back to the question, as by user J Periac one what addiction is seen as completely normal by society? And I would say a screen addiction. It's something that we we keep our eye out on for kids when they go like, oh, your kid, don't let your kids sit on their fucking iPad for far too long and let them play outside. But when they hit the age of like 12 or 13 and they go to high school, that shit is just completely out of the window because nowadays you pro- they might not even have books anymore in school, right? Because they get like handouts and maybe some digital books and some digital assignments and some videos and stuff like that. So even for your studies, you don't even have to have a book anymore at this point because you can do it online and you can you know read books online and you can have a PDF on your fucking laptop or your tablet and read it that way. So I think that we have we as a society have an addiction to screens but because we are so far ahead now with those screens like we cannot very do much very much about that right we cannot do much with the fact that hey i have to send emails for my job and to send emails i have to be behind my laptop the whole day because i cannot send letters and stuff like that so yeah that would be my answer to you jay periak one thank you for your question Moving on to the second question of the day, coming from user OlaxC12, and they ask, what's something from the early days of the internet which younger generations may not know about? I think that LimeWire and stuff like that are so early internet because nowadays that there is no real need to do that. We have YouTube, you have Spotify and stuff like that. You don't have to go to LimeWire to download the latest Britney Spears album. You just go to fucking iTunes and use your iTunes music to listen to the latest Taylor Swift songs. And that's that's it. You go on by today. But back in the day, you didn't have that. You either had to buy a CD or you went to LimeWire or some similar platform to look for the fucking content you wanted. And just like, oh, I wanted the new... Again, Britney Spears album or Usher album. And then just look through LimeWire and hope for fuck's sake that you didn't download a fucking virus onto your PC. Because that is that was the thing that early internet, that the internet nowadays definitely won't understand. The fact that you could download so many viruses just by downloading a fucking album of music, at least that's what you thought I should get. Like, I legitimately hard crashed m- my PC multiple times. Like, I blue screened the shit out of it where it had to be rebooted and restarted and completely everything had to be erased for my PC to even work again after that because I was just downloading stupid shit because that's what you do as a stupid kid and you have LimeWire on your fucking PC. You could just type in fucking random Disney movies and shit and then you download it not knowing what the fuck you're downloading. And then your PC would fucking crash because it downloaded fucking 18 trillion fucking viruses. And then you're gone. Your, your PC is gone. Your fucking hard drive is fucking crashed. Like everything is fucked. So that would be my answer to you, Alexi12. What's something from the early days of the internet which younger generations may not know about? 
I think just the adventure that LimeWire was as a whole. Just having the application on your desktop, clicking it, and just being able to download basically the whole internet at that time. But also knowing in the back of your mind that, hey, I might download 15 different viruses on my PC right now that could all very well end the life of this fucking thing. I think that that is very chill nowadays because, again, you have YouTube that you can see a whole bunch of shit on and you have all these streaming platforms that you can watch movies and you can listen to uh, music and you have audiobooks and stuff like that. Like The need for LimeWire and programs similar to that has gone very much down in the last couple of years. So I think that the younger generations don't really have to bother with that anymore, but I bet some of you probably still do. So if you do, be careful because you might be downloading some weird virus onto your PC. Thanks for your question, Olex. Moving on to the third question of today, coming from user outrageous-abbies8391. And they ask, what's the best anime you've ever seen? I am personally not the biggest fan of anime. And I have watched some anime. Of course, we're talking about the... I, I, I was born in 1998. So there were lots of anime influences in the west at that time of course you have pokemon and we got digimon and you name it there are so many fucking things but lately my head when i saw this question jumped to castlevania because i think that castlevania for what it is and it is an anime and it isn't an anime and we can have the discussion about that at a later point but i think that castlevania is such an interesting concept for what it is i think the execution is absolutely terrific i'm very happy that we're gonna get a spin-off show from that because i really fucking love this world the whole world that was created of course it it comes from a game so the whole bunch of legwork has been done there on that side of things but i still think that castlevania is such a special show for someone like me who i don't really like anime that much or I don't like anime per se, I should say. Like, I'm not one of those people that that identity is just like, I like anime and I watch Dragon Ball and fucking uh, One Piece and fucking Full Michael Adamus and fucking My Hero Academia. Fucking watch all that shit. I am not that person, right? I don't necessarily like anime. I don't necessarily like Castlevania. But for some sort of reason, combining those two really worked well for me. And the show was fantastic. You could see so many good things in that. Just the storytelling was fantastic. The animation was fantastic. Just the whole show, absolutely fantastic. So when it finally ended, I was very, very upset by that. Because I was just like, man, there was such a good thing that we had here. And I was so glad that they announced a spin-off series that would just go on with the, with, with the stories that were set up in the first season and then continued that beautiful art style into the next seasons. And man, I'm very excited for Netflix to finally release that when the time is right. So going back to your question, Outrageous-Abbies8391, what's the best anime you've ever seen? And again, I've seen many anime, again, Pokemon, Digimon, fucking other stuff, but somehow... Castlevania is one of the best anime programs that I've seen ever. 
Like, it's so good. And speaking of Netflix anime, I am watching Shaman King, which I fucking loved as a kid growing up. Shaman King was one of the fucking things that was really my jam. But yeah, I think that that still Castlevania is such, such a fucking big step above Shaman King, even the new one. So that would be my answer to you, Outrageous Abbeys. Thank you for your question. Moving on to the fourth question of the Ask Reddit subreddit. This one was asked by user Rolf Dash Dash Hinkley. And I ask, you break into someone's house. What are you stealing that will only mildly inconvenience them? This is such a fun question. And I'm going to change it a little bit because I don't want to break into somebody's house. So I'm going to just be like, this is a family member, like a cousin or something like that. Or maybe your aunt, if you don't like your aunt that much. So you're, you're there for a birthday or whatever the fuck and then you decide to take one thing to just mildly inconvenience there so i was thinking about this and i thought about the fact that it would be really fucking funny if you just take the lighter especially if somebody has like a gas stove so taking the lighter is just fucking annoying right because if you have a gas stove you would use the lighter to lit the flame on the stove if you have an older version stuff, because some of these new stoves, they have the fucking ignition thing where you just go and then it goes on. So yeah, that would be my, I think that that would be my answer. Just having the lighter that you, that you use for the gas stove, fucking fantastic. Or also just the fact, just taking the lighter for candles and stuff like that. If somebody just goes like, oh man, had a long day at work, want to relax let me light a candle and then just try to look for the fucking lighter that's just gonna fucking annoy the shit out of them and it's just like one of those things where what what is the price of a lighter like a a dollar like it's not that bad to buy a new lighter it's not you know it's not the biggest of things and you would lose a lighter and you use a lighter whatever so it's not the worst thing that you can steal but it is a really fun way to inconvenience somebody so going back to your question ralph dash dash hinkley you break into someone's house. What are you stealing that will only mildly inconvenience them? And again, I would say that my answer to your question would be a lighter. And then hopefully it's the lighter they have for their gas stove. Because that's just going to fucking annoy the shit out of these people. I'm a person that has matches around the house. So if I do lose a actual lighter, it's not really that big of an issue. But it still would be a fucking annoyance when you have... This thing that you do, but you have specifically for something and then it's just gone all of a sudden and you don't necessarily know why. And maybe in this case, they might know why because I've been there and therefore they know why. But I think that that's a really, really funny thing to do. Just steal the lighter because, hey, you're going to, you know, light your candles for a day. Oh, that's not that bad. But the stove thing is also really funny because it's just like, it's it's just annoying. You might be cooking something, but then you can't because you don't have a lighter. So yeah, thank you for your question. And now moving on to the final question of the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. This one asked by user Ty underscore rhinoceros. And they ask, you are held at gunpoint and your kidnapper will not kill you if you can speak about a topic for 30 minutes straight. What are you talking about? And... You could hear this at the beginning of the fucking podcast. I can talk about sports for a very long time. But if I have to specifically pick one topic, 
I would probably pick WWE. And I think I have mentioned this in the past before. So correct me if I'm wrong. Please say so. But I think that WWE, especially right now, is such an interesting topic to talk about. With all the turmoil that's going on with Vince McMahon being, you know, basically questioned about his spendings and his his spendings on hush money on women and stuff like that. Fucking fascinating. And now, of course, that Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are taking over his jobs, which says a lot, by the way, about Vince McMahon, that two people are now taking over, technically three people are taking over his jobs which is crazy because, of course, Vince McMahon was um, the director of the board. He was chairman. He was CEO. And he was head of creative and whatever the fuck. And all those jobs are now dispersed under different people, which I personally think is, is, as a whole, like a really smart idea to begin with. I'm not very sure about the two CEO things. I think that we should just probably name Stephanie McMahon as CEO and then have Mr. Khan just be the financial uh, chief financial officer and stuff like that. So I don't know how that is going to work out. But I would say that, yeah, I think it's a very smart thing to have Triple H be head of creative and he got his old job back because he's now um, chief of talent development and stuff like that. I don't fucking know what it was. But he has he has finally got his title back that he lost a couple of years ago. Again, we have Stephanie McMahon now being uh, co-CEO and chairman of the board or chairwoman of the board. Do you say chairwoman of the board? I don't fucking know. She's chairwoman. I'm going to say it right now. So she is doing very well for herself and I'm very happy for her because she has earned that. And that's something that Vince McMahon has basically handled since he gave birth not he gave birth, but since he got these kids, he has been training them to basically take it o- take over the business. Because both Shane and Stephanie both have worked throughout the company, from ticketing people at events to doing creative jobs and whatnot. So I think that is very interesting to talk about that because there's just so many things happening. And like, hey, we can talk about what happened in the past and why Triple H got basically demoted. And he made, I mean, he made a joke about that on TV because that was at the beginning of the pandemic. So that was like early 2020 where he got demoted and then he had to do commentary for SmackDown. And that was one of the best SmackDown episodes ever because Triple H was just everywhere and he was so fucking funny. And on commentary he said like, I'm the only one that gets demoted but has to do more jobs, uh, which I thought was a really funny, really funny uh, way to talk about his demotion. Um, So I'm glad he got his job back and I am very happy to see what the company is going to do because I've been very critical of the company and I think that many fans have been very critical of WWE in the past, especially since they started firing a whole bunch of people that had so much potential and you see that potential right now, especially with those talents going to other companies because you have Aleister Black in WWE, uh, Tommy and in the indies but now malachi black in aew he's been fucking smashing it over there like he's doing so well and it was one of those missed opportunities for wwe where wwe just didn't know what the fuck they needed to do with him and aew figured it out and made him one of the top stars there 
similar for Rusev, similar for Adam Cole. And I'm now only talking about AEW, but we have so many other names. Like in Impact Wrestling, you have Diona Perasa, which Diona Perasa did very little in WWE. She had a couple of matches in NXT and stuff like that, but she really didn't do much. And then she basically got fired or got released and then went to Impact and has been smashing it ever since and is now one of the top women in the in the whole world. Like she is one of the best women and everybody wants to work with her because she's really fucking good. There are so many similar stories you can tell here where people basically got fired or got released, went to a different company and then did even better for themselves. So I think that that would be a very fun topic to talk about with these kidnappers because I would fucking talk their heads off like I'm doing right now. So going back to your question, as by user Ty underscore rhinoceros, you are held at gunpoint and your kidnappers will not kill you if you can speak about a topic for 30 minutes straight. What are you talking about? And I would definitely be talking about WWE because there are so many, uh, WWE and wrestling really as a whole, but let's just say WWE because I can do that for 30 minutes. Yeah, like there are so many things that we can talk about. So many things that you can say about, you know, the topic. So many things to go back into and talk about the future and what is planned for the future and so many things we can talk about. So that would be my answer to your question, Ty underscore rhinoceros. And now we go to the final question of today. Of course, coming from the MID Asshole subreddit as by user fantastic underscore ad underscore 9067 and ask am i the asshole for leaving the restaurant after my boyfriend refused to pay for my meal i had lent my boyfriend some money a few weeks ago because of something he needed and he promised me to pay me back asap he was supposed to pay me back five days ago but something came up and he didn't i tried to be patient yesterday he had planned to go out with some friends at night for dinner yesterday after i came back from work i was robbed in the bus and had all my money and cards stolen. I cancelled my cards, but the bank customer service told me my card with my new details, both physical card and digital details for Apple Pay, would be available the following morning because the banks were closed that afternoon, so I had no money. When we went to dinner with my boyfriend and his friends, I told my boyfriend if he could just pay me back the money or at least pay for my meal since I have no money. He didn't exactly say yes or no, just simply said don't worry. As we ordered, he only ordered for himself and told me that he can't cover for mine at the moment, so I better not order anything and just have some bits of him and have some bites of his food. I was so mad and frustrated because he had promised to give me back my money. He then claimed something came up and couldn't give me back, but then ordered a nice meal for himself and just told me to get his scraps because he wouldn't pay me back or at least for my meal. I'd be... I'd be the only one sitting there with no meal in front of me. I would be the only one sitting there with no meal in front of me. I said that this is ridiculous and got up and left. Our friends now believe it was very low of me to get up and leave and how I should just be polite and stay there. I can't quite understand that logic, but is there a way I am the asshole? I would say, fantastic ad, you're definitely not the asshole here. I hope that these friends were his friends and not your friends because if they were your friends as well oh man like your boyfriend sounds like a fucking asshole 
I'm sorry to say that because he is basically getting your money and doing nothing in return for it. Like he doesn't sound like he cares very much. He doesn't sound very upfront with you because like what came up, something came up in which he couldn't pay money. Like I can understand that some things came up. I can understand that, but there is no real reason why you shouldn't be paying back that money. You should pay the money back, dude. Like what the fuck is going on? So you then getting robbed, which is fucking fucked. That's fucked. I'm so sorry that you got robbed. Hopefully you didn't lose that much money and hopefully you got your card cancelled very quickly because that shit sucks so bad. And hopefully you got that shit sorted out. But for him to have no sympathy whatsoever to be like, oh, I'm, I, I get it. Just order what you need. And the, the easiest thing he could have done in this situation was just paid for dinner and then would be like, hey, see this as your debt being paid. Something like that. And if if you gave him more money than that, then, hey, you know, that's fine. You know, give me back half the money. Yeah, you owe because you paid for dinner, whatever. But like the fact that your boyfriend is so, he is scrapping by so much that he couldn't even pay for like a meal or whatever. Like that, that sucks. Look, you didn't get to pay for dinner because your wallet got stolen with all your cards and money and whatever. So I can understand that you couldn't pay. But the fact that he couldn't pay for for dinner is just, that's just bad. So at some point, you should also just look at your boyfriend to be like, hey, is this the guy that I want to be with? Because I get that you you like each other to a certain point, but there are so many things here that I'm just like, you might want to just jump ship right now before you invest even more time into this relationship that is probably not going to work out very well for you in the end so fantastic underscore ad underscore 9067 am i the asshole for leaving the restaurant after my boyfriend refused to pay for my meal you're definitely not the asshole your boyfriend clearly is the asshole and i think that you should look into this relationship and see where he has been lacking because i think that is a very smart idea for you to just bounce from this relationship and be like hey fuck the money that you gave that i gave you i don't even need it anymore but this is over now because it sounds like you're putting in a lot of energy and he is not he's just taking all your energy so i don't think that this is a very suitable relationship thanks for your question anyway and i hope you figured this out and that is going to do it for episode 73 of this right here podcast. I didn't ask podcast. If you enjoyed, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because both places give you the ability to leave a rating. And if you do, I might read your review in the next episode. Again, nobody is leaving reviews. Please, people, leave reviews because that is going to help this show tremendously. You can find wherever this podcast is being streamed on anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. That link will be in the show description. Over here, you can find all the hyperlinks to all the podcast services of your choice where this podcast is available on. And it should be basically everywhere. If it's not, you can click the message button on that right there website and say where it is not at. And then I can add or try at least, add this podcast to the list. You can also use the message button on anchor.fm to ask me a personal question for yourself. If you don't want your voice to be heard on this right here podcast, you can say that in your message somewhere. And then I'll read your question out myself so I can still answer your question live on air. Okay, 
I will be back next week. And if you want to know what I'm doing in the meantime and in between time, you can find me on track.tv. That link will also be in the show description. Over here, you can see all the programs that I'm watching, all the movies that I'm watching, sometimes even as I'm watching them. So you can keep up with what I'm doing. So that's going to do it for me for this week. I hope you had a good time and hope to see you back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.